The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The dominion of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Jesus told them another parable. The dominion of heaven is like a is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The dominion of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the dominion of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all he had and bought it. Again, the dominion of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come and out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And Jesus said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the dominion of heaven is like a householder who brings out, the, out of the household treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace to you and peace in the name of God, our Maker, and Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Well, like you heard me tell the kids, I've never seen a mature mustard shrub before. I've probably Googled it before, but in person, I mean, I've never been in the presence of a fully grown mustard tree let alone seeing a mustard seed. But it never really becomes a tree, by the way. A little bit of literary privilege that Jesus took in telling this story. Neither have I hidden a treasure in a field, nor owned any fine pearls or been fishing with a net at sea. I have, however, seen the effects of yeast on unleavened bread. Today's gospel presents not one parable, as we have seen in the pattern of these few weeks, but rather many more parables to illustrate what the dominion of heaven is like, the value that can be placed on it. And these parables aren't meant to be allegories either, as theologian Matthew Skinner puts it. Because interpreting them as a message with a hidden meaning does a disservice to their true purpose. Jesus utilized these parables in their context because his hearers would have understand, understood well the images being used and their meaning. There wouldn't have been anything hidden about them. 
as much as they may seem hidden in their meaning in our modern context today. The meaning is straightforward of each parable about the dominion of heaven. Each one uses something small to begin with, almost entirely unnoticeable, almost invisible. And yet, somehow, great power is easily born there. The invisible is where power can hide, sheltered from the world and the other powers that be. Somehow, the invisible can become invincible. And this is not expected either in terms of how we understand power dynamics in the kingdoms of this world. It is completely countercultural, regardless of what culture you come from in this world. Because in this world, it is the large and the visible people of authority and wealth that hold power over the kingdoms. But the kingdom of God, friends, this dominion of heaven comes about and operates in no way like the kingdoms of this world. It does so like a tiny mustard seed hidden in the darkness of nutrient-rich soil, invisible until it grows out and bears much fruit. In the kingdom of God, the dominion of heaven, faith in God's love through Jesus begins and grows in the same way. And it holds the true power that can be the only one to sustain us in this life. But the power of true faith that true faith can provide in one's life is not meant to be destructive, but it can easily fall that way if that power is misused and misunderstood. After all, there are many powers in this world that can mask similar qualities of faith and its hidden power. But most of them, apart from true faith, are ultimately destructive in nature. This COVID-19 pandemic has shown how something so small and invisible to the eye, it can grow rapidly and exponentially into a destructive force. Theologian Holly Heron suggests that the destructive nature of this viral pandemic has not just consumed lives, but also our attention, our resources. And this is true the world over, even though cases are higher in some parts of the world than others. As destructive as this invisible virus has been, it has also brought us together as a world in a powerful and somewhat just as silent way. We have been forced to stay at home more with our families, inadvertently creating more time for us to grow in love and partly in patience with each other. In a way, this pandemic has helped us grow each in faith of what God can do in relationship during difficult times. Exactly because of the fact of how much we've leaned into those closest to us during this time. for support, for companionship, even if not in the same room, but over a voice or a video call. 
Today's gospel offers this small and invisible force that is counter to all the small and invisible forces that destroy in this world. This this force is a faith in the love and mercy of our God. This force is a kingdom that is about justice and loving kindness for everyone who gives it a chance. It begins small but blossoms into the most beautiful, the most powerful, the most productive thing in our lives. This is the value that comes with the dominion of heaven, the kingdom of God. There is nothing of greater value in any kingdom of this world, no matter how much the world tries to convince us of it. This well-known passage of Paul's in his letter to the Romans is appropriate in this and almost every context of our lives, to be honest. We've heard it repeatedly as a benediction in our liturgy and sung its poetic and powerful words during this pandemic season. From verse 28 of the 8th chapter of Romans, All things work together for good for those who love God. Melinda Quivick, whom I've referenced before, explains this verse in this very idea in other words. To even desire good in this faithless and flawed world is to love wisdom and to know that this discernment is not simple. The irony, friends, is that regardless of our pursuit of these things, of wisdom, of wealth, of power as defined by this world, the only true wisdom in any kingdom and in the kingdom of heaven comes from the love of God through Jesus Christ and the mercy that we receive therein. This passage of Romans embodies the human experience fully, whether in joy or in suffering. And during this time of pandemic, we find hope in Paul's many words. In particular, that when we feel helpless, stuck at home, not able to help those suffering like we might want to do, the Spirit indeed intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. This passage, along with Solomon's plea in 1 Kings, shows just how much of a struggle not knowing can be. When will this pandemic end? Will my friends and family survive? Will I survive? When will I be able to see them again? All of us can relate to the personal struggles that Paul mentions, but we do not know what we truly need in these moments. Paul assures us that we do not know that that we do know, Paul assures us that we do know that God is in the midst of our suffering, actively working to bring about our deliverance. And how God does that is truly surprising. Through faith as small and vulnerable as a mustard seed, we can take the risk of sowing our mustard seed in the field and hope in the fruit it will bear. 
Herein lies the hidden yet powerful work of God in this world. As vulnerable as the world makes you feel, makes us all feel, Paul lyricizes in his letter to the Christians at Rome that absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of God through Jesus. Thanks be to God for this amazing and powerful gift. Amen.